So welcome to this week's Monday Moment. I am so excited for you to meet Tanessa Shears this week on the podcast. We'll be releasing it Wednesday. We're talking about sleep and energy. And I just want to say today, there are some things that drive me absolutely crazy because not only do I hear them from my clients, but I hear them as being quoted from a highly valuable source, like somebody who's written a book or somebody who is an influence out there. So I'm going to list a bunch of them and get Tanessa, who has agreed to join me, to just give you an opinion on a couple of these and some facts behind them. So one of the things that drives me nuts is I hear people say, I only actually need three to four hours uh, of sleep to function, or six hours is the magic number, or I have to get up at 5 a.m. in order to be successful because all successful people have to get up early. I hear I hear this all the time. Coffee doesn't affect me, right? It does my husband, but it doesn't affect me. Or, you know, I just need, I need a glass of wine to, uh, to wind down. At the end of the night, I sleep better when I do that. I hear that it's it's better for me to just be in bed this many hours. And then I know that I've had good enough sleep, like just based on the total hours. So there's a lot of things out there. And I think what drives me crazy is it changes, first of all, yearly, if not more often, what the the expert opinion is. And secondly, it doesn't take into account any of the symptoms that we're experiencing during the day. It's just like somebody said this and therefore I'm following it. And so I now am fine with my quality of sleep and my amount of sleep. And I wish that there was you know, something more substantial to say, no, you're just wrong. You're just wrong because A, B, and C. And sometimes I don't always feel like I have those answers. But I know Tanessa has really, you know, delved into this in all areas. So I would love your opinion on some of these numbers that are getting thrown around and the idea of, you know, drinking coffee is fine for me. What do you say to some of these things about sleep, Tanessa? Oh, I've got all kinds of opinions, Donna. All right. So let, let's go first with like, I only need six hours of sleep where like I feel fine on enough sleep. Well, there's a really interesting stat. The people that can survive on six hours of sleep or less actually have a genetic mutation. It's of an ADRB1 gene and 0.00% of the population have this. So unless you are the four in a hundred thousand that actually have this, no, what's actually happening is your brain has reset its expectations for how it's supposed to feel, how fast it's supposed to think, how clear it's supposed to think. So unless you are one of these four in 100,000, you need to be getting more than six hours of sleep per night. Otherwise, you are sleep deprived, right? Second one, that 5 a.m. club. So there's a whole field of study called chronobiology, and it studies the body clock and how all of us uh, perform relative to a clock. So we have another gene, PER3 gene. The length of this gene determines whether you have a morningness preference. So you're an early bird, you wake up at five, or you're a middle of the road or a late night owl. If you want a quick resource, Google the power of when quiz.com, go take it. It'll tell you what it, it estimates your chronotype to be. Now, 5 a.m. club, 10 to 15% of the population have the genetic predisposition to be a 5 a.m. person. Everyone else that is trying to fit that is artificially altering their clock and giving themselves the experience of jet lag. It's it's literally called like sleep and earth jet lag that you get. It's called social jet lag. And the issue with this is that our brains don't function properly at those times of the day if we're meant to be getting up later. So the, the reason you're seeing all these books about this is because the people that thrived in that schedule decided to write a book. 
It's not necessarily because it is the best for everyone. I have clients that wake up at eight and go to bed at midnight. That is what is best for their clock. And they are highly successful at that. So don't feel like you have to be part of the 5 a.m. club just to fit this mold because it may not actually be for you. As far as caffeine doesn't affect me, I had a client and he used to go over to his aunt's house in the evenings. He used to have a 5 or 6 p.m. cup of coffee. And funny thing, he was restless during the night. And even if he could fall asleep, his deep sleep quality was terrible. And that's when you wake up feeling really just exhausted and tired all the time, like you're not physically recovered. Here's the deal. Most people are slow caffeine metabolizers. And it can take anywhere from six to 24 hours for caffeine to leave your body. If you're having caffeine in the afternoon, I would honestly say even afternoon, that caffeine is showing up while you are trying to go to sleep. And it makes it hard to fall asleep, makes it hard to stay asleep. And if you think you can fall asleep, you might be able to, but your sleep quality will be disrupted. So it is something that I always recommend. Move that caffeine back to about noon and it, your sleep quality will benefit from it. The other one I think you said was that alcohol helps me fall asleep. And you're right. It's a sedative. It sedates the frontal lobe of the brain. But the problem is, is you pass out, you don't fall asleep. So when the alcohol actually wears off, you actually have trouble staying asleep because it disrupts the whole last half of the night. And here's the thing. We get most of our dreaming in the last half of the night, like those early morning hours, say three, four, five, six, seven a.m., when we dream, that is what is responsible for our emotional regulation. So if you go to sleep and you have a drink and then your REM sleep is disrupted as a byproduct, what that means is that your ability to regulate your emotions the next day is decreased. So what do you feel? More overwhelmed, more stressed out. And what does that lead you to do? Have a glass of wine to unwind in the evening. And that cycle continues, but it's really the alcohol is, is affecting your ability to process your emotions effectively the next day. So it helps you pass out, but it affects your quality of sleep very much the same way caffeine would affect your deep sleep. Alcohol affects your dream sleep. Was it, did we get them all? Yeah, I think we got most yeah, of them. Okay. That's awesome. You know, one of the things I think that's interesting, and, and you said this, but I often find that people write things about what works for them. And then everybody else needs to be on that bandwagon, right? Mm. So the reality is we're all different and different things work for different people. So I'm really glad you mentioned that part. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to track your sleep. I mean, we we track our money in our bank account with an app. We track our business stats. We track, we track things. Why wouldn't we track our health? Like I want to be able to see directly, like, is what I am doing working and what about it is not working? If it's your deep sleep that's funky, it's going to be a lot different things that you do to help that than if it was your REM sleep, your dream sleep. So I think it's really understanding, knowing exactly what to go in and target instead of just like being like, I don't know what it is and just guessing and doing what somebody on the internet said to do. <laughs> so if you want to hear more about sleep and getting your energy back and really a lot of really good, simple tips that you can use right away, Listen to the episode that's coming out on Wednesday and Tanessa will be there sharing much more about this. I'm so excited for you to hear it.